0: You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me, as always, is Gary Hughes. What is happening today? I bought a new camera. Okay, not a big fancy camera. I uh, I bought a, a small uh, novelty camera okay well, you might, you might have we, seen the video i posted on, I posted on facebook i uh, i bought a uh samsung gear 360 and this, oh, this is, is uh, with uh the with you and your daughter at the at, right at, lunch. The, at the crispers <laughs> having lunch i thought you know I, I i'd seen some videos online of 360 360 degree videos and i thought that's kind of cool a 360 degree pictures, cool video cool as well and then i thought Well, this is something that maybe I could use, you know, marketing wise. I I thought my first thought was take it and stick it in the middle of a round table at a wedding reception and have everyone at the table, you know, hey, goof off. And now you've got a nice little 360 degree picture of the table that you can use to promote that you shoot weddings that you can, you know, send to your put it on Facebook and your client's going to love that. So yeah. it's nice. And uh, and also there's a benefit that you do that and uh, the, for work. And then you also get this neat little camera you can take on vacation and use yourself. And so <laughs> Totally write it all off. That's yes. right. So, uh, so that's what I did. It's like 300 and I want to say 380 bucks maybe for the, for, the, for the camera. And you have to buy the, the SD card for it. But it's really cool. Um, it shoots in 360 or it can shoot just with a fisheye lens in one direction. And it will, uh, it hooks directly to your phone if you have a Samsung phone. I think it it does it with iPhones too, but not as well. And, um, you can even live stream with it. So when we go on vacation, I can set it up and live stream. Here's Cozumel and you'll be able to look around and see in 360. It'd be like you're standing there next to me turning in a circle.
1: Great, your kids will love that you're going to be busting that out all the time. Yes, because
0: there's nothing my kids would love more than daddy wants you to take a picture now stand right there and let me do this thing in the middle of our vacation, which happens. Although
1: in in their defense, whenever I see them in photos you've taken, they look like they're at least
0: being good sports about it. Well, you know, they get yelled at for that. You know, photographers, (laughs) you better smile for daddy. You know, it's it's (laughs) at the point now where if they give me any trouble i just i, I come down on them hard and i i just drop the hammer the minute they start to balk i just drop the i just drop the listen you this whole vacation is paid for because i'm a photographer and by now you should just understand that i am going to take pictures and if you don't get in line with daddy taking pictures then you can just stay home next time i will you're stop this daddy car you're making daddy look bad do not make me stop this car this uh, is a
1: business, yeah, it's a right. business. This is a business you are messing with Daddy's business. Yes,
0: it was fine when we were <laughs> when you were kids, but at this point, you're old enough to know that you just need to accept that part of your life is that Daddy is because this will happen on a daily basis. The other day, I I don't know if you, you don't I don't think you do this. Where I'll be sitting and I'll suddenly have a thought like about my Fuji and I'll wonder when you have it in an auto mode and you use the flash. Does it drop the exposure by one stop automatically because it knows you're going to use the flash? Or does it expose properly and then just give you fill? Well, now I want to know the answer to that question. So I'm going to go and grab that camera and put on the flash and grab one of my children who's not happy to be pulled off the couch. Come stand for me for a few minutes. But, but if, you give, if you give daddy any feedback, it's not going to go well for you. It's not gonna go, you know. It's not gonna go well. It's it's like you just get your ass over here and stand. You see
1: that giant television you're luxuriating in front of? Guess what paid for? That's right. You know this. what? You know what paid
0: for that? The fact that I know how my camera works, and that's and I have to. I, this is part of my job. I have to do this. This give it the program. So uh, yeah, so I do that a lot.
1: I've seen many many uh, concept shots of either you practicing on your girls or you and Bobby. And you you do that a lot, and and I think it's it's almost contrary. It's like anti bouret It's like this whole like blase. I do it, but it's not really my whole life thing. But you you spend a lot of time figuring out the the specific workings of your equipment to a degree that
0: most people don't. That's true, but it's um it's because I'm efficient. I'm very efficient and lazy. the end The end result is that I'm lazy. Like when it comes to My small camera, the end result is I want to go on vacation. I want to take as little stuff with me as possible. And I want to take as good a picture as I can with the smallest amount of crap that I have to carry. So that's why I'm always, I, cause when, I, when I stop, I want to go figure something out more likely it's my Fuji. I want to work with than it is my big camera. I've got that figured out pretty much. Uh, but it's the little Fuji that I'm always like, okay, wait a minute. What about if I, do, how powerful is the add on flash versus the built in flash? Because I don't want to carry the add on flash if I don't have to. Right. And so now it becomes a test to find out which ones, you know, how much more powerful is it? And uh, so, yeah, that, but, but it, that's my hobby. Whereas other people are like, How can I take a picture of somebody and make them look like a mermaid? I'm more interested in, you know, exactly how does this piece of equipment work?
1: You know what I've noticed um, as far as equipment size and and efficiency? How many of my photographer friends who are professionals are either – Getting a small mirrorless camera to travel with because they take such great pictures now, including myself, or completely switching over to a mirrorless system yeah. um and, and specifically a lot switching to sony i've seen a lot of my photographer friends switching over to the sony um you know a seven a seven two a seven r two or and the and the a nine now which is crazy um but I mean, I, I I travel with and I'm I'm going on vacation, and I got my Canon M5 with my with my you know 15 to 150, which is essentially like on a full frame is like a 28 to a 240, which like you never need another lens. What else do you need? Right, exactly, and uh, I've I've just like it, it, because the technology has gotten so good, even the small sensors, everybody's carrying like seeming to to get it. It's like we're all doing it together. Like this industry trend is to go smaller and smaller and smaller, and it doesn't seem to be going away at all.
0: No, and so no. Well, the small sensor thing is it's funny. You you say, well, crop sensor. I, I'm a full frame. I want a full frame sensor, not a crop sensor. That's too small. I want full frame. Yeah, it's full frame for a 35 millimeter piece of film. But before 35 millimeter, we were shooting with medium format. And so, versus medium (laughs) format, a full frame sensor is very small. And, and
1: before that you were shooting with an accordion by, yeah, with a yeah, hole in, in
0: eight it. Yeah, <laughs> 8x10. So that was small. So, you know, you know, it's funny how now we act like going to a crop sensor is such a jump down in size when no, it's actually the fourth jump down in size that we've made since Matthew Brady in the Civil War. I mean, it's yeah. just it's a natural progression, <laughs> so it's not a big deal to go from, you know, you know, if you're using a full frame sensor, You're still using a small area versus what was used by the photographers that came before you. So why wouldn't your next generation use an even smaller area if the technology is there?
1: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know. But um, I I still think that there's a lot of emphasis with certain pros on full frame because we have an interesting piece of news. This came out. Well, for me, I
0: still I still see the difference, and in my in my line of work. It's a difference that makes it that that I need. But oh, yeah,
1: the high, the high ISO difference, you know, like, and then and, and the full frames being more affordable. Canon has just recently announced the six D Mark II, which is their their sort of most affordable. Uh, full frame sort of now I, I mean I know a lot of pros that are shooting with this I've shot the 5 series canons forever like the 5D the 5D2 the 5D3 the 5D4 and now we got the 6D and it's got some interesting features on it in, in, instead of being just full frame and it is very affordable it's a little smaller and check this out—it's only got a single SD card slot. So all SD—I think that's not any different than the, region, than the original. But what's different? It's got um, a fully articulating LCD screen on the back.
0: Oh, see, I've been wanting that for a while.
1: Yeah, that's new. So that's gonna—that's the thing that I think I never really like. I get it. Like I have one on my M5 and my and my 5D4 doesn't have one and. I've never used it, so I don't really care. I could see where it will come in handy from time to time, but overall, not you know, it's not something I care about. But I, for video people, I think it's especially. I think it's really important that they dig that a lot. Well, if it's you want
0: to shoot, if you want to shoot a picture at ground level, you know, it's easier if you could just flip that screen and take that and, and look, just look down at your camera and put it down on the sand and or take below a picture. Eye level, uh, yeah, <laughs> than then then having to lay down on your belly in order to, to make sure you've got the focus point right.
1: Well, it's got the uh, let's see what else here. It's got a built-in intervalometer, which is really cool. Ah, the your, intervalometer.
0: Uh, I love. Good? I love an intervalometer. Uh, no,
1: and it's got besides that, it's got it, built-in uh, time lapse and HDR video modes, which are what, pretty cool. Uh, now, I just did an experiment. What is it? What
0: is an intervalometer? I don't
1: know. An intervalometer. <laughs> 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 it, it enables you to do uh, time lapse photography. Okay. Like all right, it ta- you can set it at
0: intervals to oh, take okay. photographs. I actually, I own one of those. Oh yeah, (laughs) I do. I have one. Plugs into my camera, makes it a time. I own. I own an It's
1: like how people do star trails and stuff like that. Phenomena. Time. time. (laughs) Phenomena. All right. I think that every time we get a little too like into the (laughs) nitty gritty of talking about like actual stuff, then you just gotta. Eh, here's just a thing. I'm going to derail Gary just by being <laughs> by being, by being
0: ridiculous. Oh, hey, you know what? i got to throw I a reference it. out. I have to throw a reference out. I don't think you're old enough to know this reference. You ever have what things where somebody, this is where we are definitely derailing you in the middle of your thing, and we're kind of right okay. back. We're going to talk about That's the 60. Right. We'll, so those we'll of you let, who are let let keeping score, ahead. we're about to talk about the 60, and specifically we're going to talk about time lapse, which is going to lead Gary into talking about his camera in just a minute. This is, and it's a great story. But for those it's of you who really are older, okay. for those of you who are older, a buddy of mine Have you ever had a buddy That's all of our listeners Have you ever had a buddy of mine Throw a reference out at you In the middle of a conversation That is so So deep in the vault Of your childhood That That you totally Had forgot it existed And then when they drop it It You laugh for like 15 minutes Because You can't believe They pulled this out of their ass And dropped this reference into the middle of A conversation now you probably won't even relate to this, but there will be a few people who will. I'm talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and we were playing a video game. And in the video game, he didn't have a weapon. We were fighting people, and so he picked up a frying pan. And he said, "Yeah, he grabbed it." He goes, "I, fry, I, I grabbed a frying pan. I was about to El Kabong that guy." And I was El-Kabong. like, "El Kabong, quick draw, McGraw had a cousin.
1: Isn't coos- that Had a cousin.
0: Yes, had a cousin named El Kabong." And he he would he would go kabong, and he would hit you over the head with a guitar. <laughs> and when he dropped that that line, I laughed way too much and way too long at I had at this thing that I had forgotten existed until I heard it, and then it was like, oh my god, El Kabong! Suddenly, you know, I'm remembering three years old eating Captain Crunch in front of the TV on Saturday morning, and there's El Kabong. <laughs> you know. Well, and I, you know, and I'm, and that, I'm really pleased for you. That well, that I know this story has no bearing and bases and whatever. <laughs> But right now there is someone listening and they will be on Facebook later and they will go, El Kabong! I forgot about El Kabong. Do you okay. have anything like that from your childhood? For you it would be what? Transformers? El-
1: For me it's El Debarge.
0: El Barge. I wonder who's calling Donna now. Um Who's Johnny? Who's Johnny? she said. She said. <laughs> Well, see, there you go. If I just dropped number five alive into a conversation, you would be like, ah, oh, number five alive. All yeah, right.
1: that's in the vault. Yeah, that's that's way deep in the vault is Short Circuit uh, Part 1 and 2, incidentally. Uh, both excellent, excellent uh, examples of American cinema that uh, 12-year-olds like the funniest. And-
0: one of the funniest things about that movie is if you watch – uh, Masters of None Aziz Ansario's uh, great show I've been, yeah. yeah I've watched he it does a whole bit about how that movie has an Indian a guy who a character that's Indian in it who's not actually even played by a guy who's from India
1: right yeah it's <laughs> an episode it's called Indians on TV yeah. and it's uh, yeah. yeah, it's about stereotyping actors and stuff yeah it's a. Um Excellent show, by the way, if you haven't seen it. But anyway, where the where the heck did we go? El
0: Yes, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, uh, the clock short is circuit... ticking,
0: dude. We have to eat up 30 minutes every week. Yeah, we do. All right, short so go back. Go back. Talk, talk, about the, talk about the talk about the and and I, talk about that.
1: I want to finish my short circuit thought here. Oh, we before, don't want to hear about that before you short story. circuit the show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Come short on. Circuit two, was not a was not a inferior movie because of acting or plot or writing. It was a, it was equally as good except for one thing. It's 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 startling lack of Gutenberg. Yes, well,
0: once you remove the Gutenberg,
1: what happened to Gutenberg? He was like the guy.
0: I loved everything he ever did for a while. Did. Yeah, a Cocoon, Police three Academy, Three Men and a Little Lady, Three Men, three and, men and a Little and a Baby. Lady. Yes, yes. He was, in a, he was in everything and then he disappeared. And what's funny is I actually read a little piece like in Entertainment Weekly a few years ago. He was doing something and they went to do a quick interview and he was nasty. He was like, he was, he was like yeah, I'll do this because you know we got to promote this thing. But otherwise, you wouldn't even be talking to me unless it was to make fun of me. He's got an issue. He absolutely thinks that he has been just made fun of and trashed by the world. When, in fact, he had a very good career and, and, you know, was very successful, but then went on to be kind of treated like a joke, and he is not happy about it.
1: (laughs) Well, you know... not happy about it at all. I would rather have had that career than be the butt of jokes and sitting in my mansion counting my millions of dollars. And now, Gutenberg could go into McDonald's or Starbucks pretty much anywhere in America and nobody would bother him. That's right. You'd have, like, you'd have one middle-aged woman sitting on the other side of the McDonald's going... Is that Steve Gutenberg? Is that the guy I, from I Cocoon? Is he dead? I thought he was dead. No. I, should I talk? No, I'm not going to. No, I'm going to leave him alone because what if it's not Gutenberg? That'd be weird. And then you're fine. Like, that's it. Nobody would ever bother you. And you know you're he's rich.
0: rich. You know he's rich. You know Police Academy made a ton of money for him. There you go. Police Academy you know you know, 1 through bo- 7. Bobcat Goldthwait said in his stand-up <laughs> he, that, you know, people said, people people ask me, why did why did you make Police Academy 3? He said, he goes, and it's like, Someone backs a dump truck up to your yard and starts dumping money. You don't go, no, no, take that money away, please. <laughs> I don't yeah. want that money. <laughs> he goes, I'm he goes, I'm sorry. They offered me a boatload of money. I made Police Academy three. I'm on. A, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Bobcat fan. Oh, I uh, love Bobcat. But, yeah. All right.
1: So back to the interval. the 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 menometer. The By the way,
0: oh, also Short Circuit. Let me just point out, Michael McKean. Michael McKean is in Short Circuit.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, from uh, uh, Spinal Tap.
0: Spinal Tap, Laverne and Shirley, uh, Better Call Saul, uh, Happy Days. Yeah, I mean, comedy god, really, Michael McKean. Yeah,
1: no, no. I mean, this is Spinal Tap is one of my favorite films of all time. In fact, I maybe even mentioned this before. My sister and I once took a road trip to uh, Memphis and uh, to Graceland. And so we sat there at Elvis's grave and reenacted the scene from *This Is Spinal Tap*, where they're trying to harmonize *Heartbreak Hotel* right, right. over Elvis's grave.
0: Well, the thing I like about that scene is it's actually not a—it's not a—they don't—they don't try and be funny at all in the scene. They just—they—I no. they, mean—they're literally, legitimately, you know, like wow, Elvis Presley. It's like the, one of the few <laughs> scenes in the movie that's that's not played for parody and laughs.
1: And it's one of my favorite parts because one of my favorite things to make fun of people for is like. Uh, When they put their finger in their ear when they're singing, (laughs) (laughs) what is that? Well, I think it's when you're harmonizing. You're trying to block out the other person so you can concentrate on your part. You know, but uh, people do it like when there's they're not singing with anyone else. (laughs) <laughs> like, right. they it's it's like they saw somebody do it once and like this is what singers are supposed to do you know like and then and then they put their other hand one finger in their ear and the other hand like across like up and down like a ladder like they're they're marking they're visualizing. Out the notes with their they're visualizing, visualizing the when they're singing yeah. yeah like if you go to a bar where there's karaoke you're always you're going to see somebody standing outside the bar a little ways away where it's a little more quiet with one finger in their ear and the other hand doing like the <laughs> ladder move <laughs> To rehearsing the song you're going to sing And and I say to you um, Take karaoke way too seriously Person um, You're missing the point yes, listen, Of karaoke if First you of bring, all you don't need to know the lyrics Because they're all on the screen that's in right. front of you when you're that's singing right. karaoke. That's right. <laughs> The other thing is Karaoke is better when there's a really good mix of good and bad. Like, you need three or four mediocre, one terrible, and then one incredible. Like, that's the perfect karaoke ra- r- ratio right
0: there. And if you are bringing your own karaoke disc to the karaoke, you just need to stop. Okay? If you're
1: bringing your own disc to karaoke, um, you have discovered a time machine, and you have gone back to 2000, because,
0: <laughs> because well, karaoke but they still do don't it. use CDs anymore. They still do it, though, and... The point i my making is that this is not American Idol, okay? It's right. get drunk and, and sing a song you've never sung before. It is not, let me bring in this song that I've practiced a million times and try and blow the room away. We don't want to be blown away. Okay. No, we did, I, we didn't I, come th- I do. Here to be I do. I do. Repeaters
1: away. all the time. I repeat karaoke songs all the time.
0: Well, yeah, but you you don't sit at home by the disc and practice the damn song until you know Thursday night when you can go yeah, do I, it at karaoke. I
1: definitely do not do that. Exactly. It's I okay to repeat a karaoke
0: song, but when you practice it at home so that you can really be good on Thursday night at Billy Bar Willies uh, to try and make funny, <laughs> make fun, you know, be great at the karaoke. No, that
1: is the new bar we are opening, Billy when, Bar Willies. When we retire Billy Bar Willies. Billy's karaoke bar, seven nights a week. Don't, bring, right. your own don't disc. bring
0: your own disc. <laughs> That's going to be out front. Karaoke, don't bring your own disc. Billy, Billy Bar Willie's karaoke bar, seven Billy's nights a karaoke. week. All right. So, talk about the uh, phenomenon.
1: So, if you know me, I'm always trying to come up with interesting stuff to put on social media, videos, moving pictures, all kinds of stuff. And um, I discovered that my, my cute little Canon M5, which, by the way, I'm, I love, I'm having a lot of fun with, um, Has because it's very similar to the Canon 80D, um, it is got a built-in time-lapse feature that's customizable and it's very cool. So rather than have to like do a time-lapse and pull all the things into uh, software and edit them together into a time-lapse movie, you set the intervals and you set the length and the total number of frames... And it does the math for you. It tells you how many minutes that needs the exposure needs to be, and it's really cool. And then it just makes the video for you. It's really, really cool, and it puts it, it outputs it in a a high def uh, video already made for you. Um, so what was really cool is the 6D Mark II is going to have this feature built into it. But one thing, if you go on um, my business Facebook page, Hughes Fioretti Photography, um, the, my, my buddy Kevin, who's always helping me uh, do video stuff to, and help me with my social media content, he he took the, the camera and it was on a little Manfrotto Pixie tripod that's about three inches tall and it was on my posing table which has wheels in my studio so as I'm doing this session he's, and I got this time lapse set up he starts moving it and I'm like Kevin stop it's a time lapse stop moving it and he goes he he, he does that thing where he like, puts his finger on my lips and goes
0: shh <laughs> shh don't speak shh sh- sh-
1: You know, (laughs) because like he's like, I know what I'm doing, and I'm like, okay, fine. So I I proceed with the session. And so, as it turns out, when he shows me the video at the end, he was moving the interval. He was moving the the camera with the built in time lapse. He was moving it every time because you can see it take a frame, and then he would move it a little bit. And then it would take another frame and then he'd move it a little bit. So he'd leave it in one place for a while and then incrementally move it around the room so that what it would do is it would time-lapse for a few seconds and then the whole scene will shift in like an arc around the room to the other angle and then be sitting there and show the time-lapse. It's a really, really cool technique. It really was. I, I learned it was really neat. I'm like, as soon as I saw him do it... I had never seen a time-lapse sort of use that feature before. It was was like the first time seeing The Matrix, where you're like, whoa! It was really (laughs) awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, But it's a really useful feature, and I find that um, time-lapses are a lot of fun to do. So I think there'll be some cool stuff in the 6D Mark II when that comes out, but probably not going to buy it. If I go anywhere, like, I'm waiting, 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 Mm -hmm. waiting for Canon to come out with a full frame mirrorless camera it's gonna happen it has sure. to happen sure it's in development and they're gonna come out with it in the next year to two years and it's just gonna pff, gonna explode because sony's eating everybody's lunch right now with the a9 and, and a series but you know um they're mirrorless full frame but i'm waiting canon i am got faith in them uh, they've always come through for me in the end so i'm gonna wait and i know they're gonna do it uh, and if by the time and by the time I'm done waiting, if I have to retire, that's totally fine.
0: <laughs> by the way, the um, Samsung Gear 360 camera also does time lapse, straight to your phone.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool feature that you know. Once you have it, uh, you know, I, I talk to people all the time about social media marketing for photographers, and the biggest problem everybody has is how do I actually fit it in? How do I find time to create all this content all the time that people are desperate to see? To you need to put content online on a regular basis in order to grow your so in order to grow your your audience on social media, and so I've started doing a lot of things like setting up time lapses of my photo shoots. People really like that stuff, like the three sixty videos, like you do, like Facebook's live videos, pullback behind the scenes of lighting setups, and just all this. when I'm doing something anyway, I just grab a few extra things, and if I've got a day where I've got two or three photo shoots, you could make enough social you know media content for a week's worth on your Facebook page, just from two or three photo shoots, which and it's not that hard to do. You just kind of got to work it into what you're already doing. You don't have to set up all these shoots and create all these elaborate things. Just work it into what you're already doing. People dig that stuff, and I find that on my Instagram stories and Facebook, people follow that stuff, and they really enjoy it, and I just got to remember to do it. So um, time-lapse is one thing that I think people are really interested in, and especially when you add something new into it, like that sort of, like...
0: Moving arc around with it was pretty cool. So
1: it's a neat feature to have in a camera, and I and I, and I think I'm, I'm think I'm digging it.
0: For those of us who go and look at the video you mentioned at the end of the video, it's you doing a headshot, and at the end you show the headshot. Right. You did two different setups with that with that guy. You did a clamshell up and down, and then you did a clamshell kind of left and right as well. Because you do well that. Well, yeah, yeah. may, maybe not calling it what you call it, but the first one you you had the big uh, modifier above him reflector Mm -hmm. below and then Mm -hmm. you moved it and you did like a left and right like a
1: yeah uh, light it with more directional right Mm
0: -hmm. and when you look at the final picture it looks like the final picture is from the left and right lighting as opposed to the up and down but it isn't it isn't because it looks like there's uh, it looks to me because i mean when i saw the i saw the i went back and looked i stopped it and i'm like okay and then i went back and looked at the time lapse because i was trying to figure out where your lights were so what i really like you to do is break down the lighting on that final picture
1: yeah, it's just The exact. It's the first setup.
0: So it's so it's the giant, PLM okay, sized.
1: I call it. I call it the flying saucer. This is okay, like my go to right. move for. It's the most modern kind of headshot look that's very popular right now. It's to be able to get. You basically do beauty lighting or clamshell lighting, but you do it. I do. I do it with an eighty six inch umbrella softbox. <laughs> I'll <laughs> like, say. Yeah. So it's so it looks like it's suspended from a boom arm. If you look, uh, it looks like a flying saucer. Like it's just ridiculous. It's like an inverted softbox because it's a reflective umbrella with a diffuser fabric on it, and so um, <clears throat> that that into a reflector underneath just gives a very um, soft flat light with. And since I use it so close, it falls off a little nicely on the edges, and um, people tend to like the way that looks. So I do that quite a lot for uh, professional headshots. It's really it's a uh, it's kind of unconventional uh, um, compared to more traditional, you know hand-painted muslin backdrop Rembrandt one-to-two ratio lighting. It's not that at all, but – and and who knows if it's a fad or whatever. I don't really care. People really like it, and then they'll just get a new headshot from me again in another year or two. So I, <laughs> it works. It's really – easy. it's easy to do, and I love the way it looks.
0: But then you're also throwing a light on the wall behind to white.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean you don't have to. It's just if you – I wanted a solid white, so I just – you know, flat. I, my whole wall. I got a wraparound wall. It's three walls. It's just pure matte white. Mm-hmm. And I just blast a couple of strobes onto that to get the
0: high key behind. Because when you look at the picture, I thought anyway. Looking at the picture, it just it, it looked a little bit like not only was it was a kicker, but it looked a little bit like it was brighter at the back of his head than it was at the front. Which made me, which is why I was like, okay, I'm not really seeing that in the in the in the picture in the setup. I'm not really seeing what I'm seeing. Here in the final, and that's why I wanted to ask you about. And I well, think it's probably the, my imagination or it's reflection, reflection off the wall.
1: It is totally reflection. One of the right. cool reasons I have that wraparound white wall, um, I kick the, the power up on the background lights a little more if I want it, and I move them a little closer to the wall if I want to get that – kicker like that bleed off the white. That, would, that wouldn't that would really be a good technique if I plan to extract it later because that makes it really hard to get clean edges when you're pulling a subject off right, of the background. Right. But if I want that sort of like slightly backlit with that wraparound light around the edges coming from behind, it's a pretty cool technique. Just a little closer to the background, a little more light on the background.
0: See, and that's the sort of thing that I love because and this goes back to what you were saying a few minutes ago when you were saying, you know, you say that you just do this, whatever, but you really spend a lot of time worrying about your equipment. Yeah, but what I really love is um uh yeah, improvising i love when you're like okay if i do this i can bounce off this and actually get a kicker light that I'm, without actually putting a kicker light I, you know i that that stuff is the stuff i love i love the, I, think that's I love macgy photography is yeah. so much fun i just love what? macgyvering yeah i love it when you macgyver <laughs> something when you're like you know i think i'm using one light and it looks like three. Oh, that's okay. awesome <laughs> that's what's
1: really fun about wedding photography for me. Even though I don't I'm not I don't take weddings anymore, is that you go into a situation that's just a mess, you know, right. and you just come out with something really cool, or you go somewhere hard and you know, like there aren't that many people that could do that do that thing that I just did in that situation. So that's right. pretty Cool. I,
0: I always really like that a lot. Right. That's my and and I I really like it. That I get the most satisfaction out of m- much more satisfaction out of that than I do out of creating visualizing setting up 16 lights and creating something fantastic in the studio. I don't get nearly as much joy out of that as I do being stuck in a closet and having to take a picture of somebody and make it look like it's not in a closet.
1: Well, you've been stuck in the closet for a long time. I have Let But let me tell you, Ray, about satisfaction. Would this satisfy you? We got this from Jesse Hansen today on the Facebook page. It says, uh, this is a Craigslist ad that he referred Mm -hmm. us to that is, um, let's say, unique. Here we go, I'll read it to you. This is actually on Craigslist. Um, It says, All day wedding photographer needed. See details. Hello, my fiancé and I are getting married later this year and are looking for a wedding photographer. Okay, all right. I can get get with that. We are hoping someone will document the whole day from beginning to end. We are specifically hoping someone will document the end which we are finding difficult to find someone who will. We have both saved ourselves for marriage and understand our first time will be awkward, but do not think it will be that much more awkward for the photographer to be there, and we'd really like it documented, parentheses, in a beautiful and tasteful way. If you are okay with being with us the whole day, please send pricing and some examples of your work. Thank you.
0: Okay. (laughs) First of all, no no way this is real. Okay, but second of all, if it were, what does this series of photographs <laughs> look like? Picture number one, awkwardly taken real Craigslist
1: post. It's definitely a real ad on Craigslist, but whether or not it's the person is actually genuine is 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 can definitely be called into question.
0: Picture number two, you're on my hair. Picture number three, <laughs> is it supposed ow, to feel like ow, this?
1: <laughs> ow! 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 Stop! 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 <laughs>
0: Picture number 10. Not at all as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> you know,
1: the problem is is that in order to stay for the uh, the wedding night festivities and they'd save themselves for marriage, I'm pretty sure the photographer wouldn't have to stay more than an extra 10-15 <laughs> minutes tops.
0: <laughs> yeah, this would be the fastest photo shoot. I'm going to charge you for the full hour, but let's be clear. Uh. I'm not going to be working for the full hour. <laughs> This is going to be over in no uh, unless time. Unless
1: you want a lot of pictures of the bride crying in the bathroom by herself. Yeah, no,
0: you're not going to need the time-lapse <laughs> photography for this particular part of the uh, – <laughs> in fact, what you really need is going to you, – you know, how many frames per second can you shoot? Because you're going to – in order to get the whole – to get it all in, you're going to need some pretty fast frame shooting here because it's going to be over pretty damn quick. <laughs>
1: Maybe they could use your three sixty camera. <laughs> 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 Some video of it instead.
0: <laughs> I just can't imagine it's real. But if it was real, why would you want that documented?
1: I uh, yeah. I mean I can I guess I could see it if it was that important to you. But here's the thing. No what what, what usually if, if and, and I don't want to get anti religious here, I'm not that way, but uh if, if you've saved yourself for marriage isn't that typically people do that for religious reasons right i mean that's typically, in my experience yeah. that's that's typically. typically it it's um and so there's the same person who has the the sort of uh, uh values that would allow you to, that would that would ask you to save yourself uh for marriage and we are talking about sex by the way to our listeners um isn't that that same person that would also modesty would come into play where you wouldn't Really want someone taking uh, photos
0: of you having sex? Like, it, I, 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 it doesn't seem to jive to me. But I don't know. There is a section of the Bible that covers filming yourself uh, during sex. I believe it's in Deuteronomy. De- <laughs> it's, <Deuterongamy>. it's, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy <laughs> is where the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the criteria for filming yourself during sex is in the Bible. Yeah, I know. And and uh, and also like, t- and they want it done tastefully. What does that look like? <laughs>
1: And the Lord saith, "Brown chicken, wow, wow, what, yeah, <laughs> brown chicken, brown cow, brown chicken, brown cow." That, how, that's how, where how that comes that, from. Yeah, but again, a brown you... chicken and a brown cow is actually the bridal price. That's it, what it's exactly what you
0: pay. You pay a brown chicken and a brown cow dowry so how, for your how, wife.
1: What do I have to pay to have sex with this woman for the rest of my life? Uh, a brown, brown chicken, chicken, brown,
0: brown cow.
1: cow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, we enjoy that much more than the oh. listeners will and thou shalt payeth a brown chicken and brown cow and the price shall be a brown <coughs> chicken and brown cow thou shalt not pay two brown chickens <laughs> <laughs> three brown chickens
1: is right is out
0: right out <laughs> we should wrap this up now before it gets worse <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but before we finish this topic, um, if this were real, oh, it's and finished. Were, and, and if it if it were real, and if it were in your area, would you take that job?
0: Um, I would. I would probably not take the job because I would be worried that I couldn't meet their expectations on the back end. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> no, no pun intended. You know, I I, I, would I got the wedding that- part, but the Tasteful pictures of the first time you you uh, you engage in the sweet sweet love. I don't know exactly how I would film that. Uh, in you know where are we filming this? Are you getting a room at the Ritz or am I filming this at your trailer? Uh, you know mm. how, the, the whole making it look tasteful. What do you mean by tasteful? I, I, mean, uh, on, I mean I know I know people who shoot boudoir for a living and they won't do a male female session and and that's boudoir. Where there's actual no no actual uh, you know say no more happening so uh, so you know to take that job is beyond even what what people who to take pictures of naked people for a living will take you know so for me to make that leap I'm, I'm you're leaving past boudoir and straight into you know boudoir plus. So yeah, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take it for that reason. Not, not because I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with it. I wouldn't have a problem with with being there and witnessing that or or taking pictures of it. I just would be afraid I wouldn't do a good enough job for you.
1: I I would be afraid that my camera doesn't have a fast enough frame yes, rate exactly. to catch yeah. the action. That's my problem.
0: <laughs> We've all been at a wedding where you know when they when they toss the bouquet and you only get you one shot. Bouquet. You only get one shot of capturing that when it's in the air, and uh, you know. If you got lighting, yeah. it's only going to recycle so fast, and
1: yeah. What if What if my flash fails, and then I just I miss I miss the vinegar strokes. I miss the miss the face.
0: I mean, literally, literally, it would literally be the money shot because you would not get paid <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it. So yeah, there'd be a lot of pressure there.
1: Yes, absolutely. Oh, this has been a, a really fun yes. topic. Thank you, Jesse, for sending that in. Yes. Uh, that's been great. So I guess that's all we got for right now.
0: <laughs> all right uh, da, come see us uh, let's see august 3rd ipc live stream.theipc.org is where you will find that uh, get your uh, stuff in if you're uh, going in for uh the ipc i don't know if the uh, it's still open I think they probably have closed off yeah, now. You can't get it's in? It's
1: closed. Even the late deadline is gone <laughs> yeah. now, so you've missed it.
0: Uh, August 15th and 16th, I will be in the south of Florida. So, August 15th, go to ppgpb.com. August 16th, go to ppgf.com. I'll be speaking at both of those guilds two successive days, so there's no excuse if you're in the south of Florida. So, not come see me at one of those two places. And coming up September 9th through the 11th, are you in The return of the Photobomb podcast. To, I'm to the focus convention in Orlando, Florida. What about you?
1: Um, yeah, I got nothing. Just just focus right now with you. All right. And uh, in way off in January, I'll be I'll be speaking for the uh, Society of Wedding and Portrait Photographers in London. So that'll be fun. And uh, as of right now, that's that's pretty much all I got going on.
0: I am glad that you bought that Canon. You know, and I went and did some research on it because I thought, hmm, you know, maybe I need to jump to that camera. Because you've the fact that you've got a zoom lens on that camera and I don't makes it, yeah. you know, you can do so much more. But I'm not, I like the limitations my, that my little camera puts on me. I enjoy it. And I enjoy its size more than anything. But I especially like that you finally did it because um, it was, it was uh, disappointing to me that you would take these trips and then take crappy cell phone pictures everywhere you went.
1: Crappy. I don't take crappy cell phone pictures. Yeah,
0: they were. They were. Okay. Like, you know, here's me in Seattle in the Seattle rainforest or whatever, and it would be some crappy, hazy cell phone, iPhone picture, and I was like, Hey, my pictures are not hazy. I wipe the lens off before I take a picture. Yeah, I was like, come on, Gary, take a camera. You know, okay, get something I'm, a little I'm, bit better.
1: I, I am. I'm taking one.
0: I know. I'm, I'm like I'm glad because now you know. I thought your pictures when you were in California uh, with the baby and all. I thought were you know much better vacation pictures. Than I we've had seen no from idea you, you were
1: so emotionally invested in my. Vacation I'm not emotionally invested,
0: but I'm like, hey, great! I know I'm seeing really good stuff from you. You know, I, you know, Thanks, to have Coach. to have someone who can shoot, <laughs> not have that tool in his hand in a place where it would do some good is
1: But you know what feels tragedy. better than than being in one of the most beautiful places in the world with your family and not having to have to have a camera to lug around with you? Right. Nothing. Nothing no, feels, nothing feels better, better, than better than that. Nothing feels better no. than that.
0: Nope. Yeah, that's me. See, that's why I that's why I'm always trying to figure out the limitations on my little Fuji because I want I want just to carry that if I can I I I can just take that it's on my hip. And it doesn't bother me. But if I have to take a flash and I have to take – then now we're getting into – no, I don't want to have to do that. I want to be on vacation, you know. Right. So, yeah, it's a it's – a, you have to find where that line is and where it works for you. All right. You can find me at uh, com. You can find Gary at hughesfioretti.com. You can mm-hmm. find our website at photobombpodcast.com. You can find us online. Go to our Facebook page. That's where most everything happens. It's facebook.com slash podcast. And you can also email us anytime you want. Just send it to questions at photobombpodcast.com. We'll see you back here again next week.
1: Brown chicken,
0: brown cat.